Hello and welcome to Let's Create, Let's Talk, The Photography Show. Welcome to another podcast, a very special episode because it's with a gentleman I admire quite a lot. When I say that, it's when I want to be inspired when I want to look for something different, or as I do, I like to explore. This gentleman, he loves to explore, and he loves to get out in nature. Knowledgeable, consistent, and beautiful photographer. Simon Booth is such a force when it comes to getting out in the woodland because of his his depth of knowledge on bird sounds, his depth of knowledge on fungi or within within nature itself, whatever tree it is, I can be stumbling at, oh, what is that? What tree? Simon will know what it is. That's the thought I have. And I hope you enjoy this podcast and go and visit his website at simonboothphotography.com or go and have a watch and listen and see his work live on on youtube when i say live you know what i mean you feel like you're out with him you feel like you're taking a walk with simon and he really really gets you into the the nitty-gritty of how he's taking an image so let's crack on let's get the audio rolling and let's listen to what simon has to say right we're on we're rocking how are you doing I'm all right, thank you. So let me get rid of some. I've got a big white box in my screen. I'm going to turn it off. I hope it doesn't yeah. get rid of you, but here we go. Oh, I'm, no, still I'm still here. We're still there. I could do a bit of mood lighting like you. Well, I don't know why I've done this because <laughs> I'm not printing out as a video. So <laughs> I, I did think to myself, I set it up, I thought I'll put lighting on and everything. And then I sat down and I thought, you're not, you're not doing videos anymore. What what are you doing? This is just for you, Simon. Oh, it's, it's, it's excellent. I've often I've often admired the background of of certain people and how, the lengths yeah. they go to, to. And I just I just stick big light on. Well, but that's it. Stick big light on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the key. I think I think because Northerners, that's what I was doing. But then you see all these showbiz. I think I need a bit of pink and purple going and, around. Just, just, just hang on. Let me just. Um... <laughs> <laughs> inject a bit of mood is that, that's, probably as, that, oh, that's, that's probably as that's probably as good as it gets for me i'm afraid that's all right don't worry about it so ladies and gentlemen we're not putting these out as videos as you know because you probably listened to a few now this is uh simon booth if you didn't know um you should and hopefully you'll you'll look for the links in my uh, podcast description and and go and watch Simon's stuff, but I'm sure you all know who Simon is any road. And tonight we've got someone who talks the same language as me. <laughs> yeah. Lancashire. Yeah. You know, I, I thought I thought we were going to have a warm-up before we switch record button on. Do you know, you're not supposed to notice that. <laughs> that's, that's the key to this. I don't tell anyone and we start right. jangling. Most people don't even notice and they just start telling me stuff and it's like, oh God, I've got to edit this. Because this... <laughs> I'm fully, I'm fully aware we're on record now. I know, I know. Don't worry about it. Um, I have to watch my P's and Q's. Oh, you don't. You really don't. And you say for me, I'll, I'll edit you well. Only the good stuff. Good, uh, excellent. It's, I'll, it's I'll, a, I'll, pay, I'll pay you later. It's a pleasure to see you because we've only met once before at Penrith. Yeah, no, the and, photography uh, show. I was bouncing that day. I've calmed down a bit since then. 
I thought you bounced every day. No, 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 no. I have my grumpy moments like us all, but I had my grumpy moment last week at Bloody Farmby, actually. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to stop recording because there was a, a young girl and a young boy decided they'd go skinny dipping 50 feet away from where I was trying to do long exposures. <laughs> Nice. Do you ever get? Do you ever get that when you're out somewhere and there's no one for miles, and then all of a sudden someone comes and stands next to you, and you think you've got you've got a whole beach to yourself? Yeah, no, I've not had that. I've got to be honest. I've not. Had no. that. I've had them. I've had them turn up and sort of. I, actually, I did have a girl last week walk through the woods on a mobile phone, and she stood within yeah. earshot of where I was trying to do do a sequence. <laughs> And um, and she would talk to somebody quite loudly on phone in the middle of the woods for all the world here. But but I've not had anybody skinny dipping no. But I, I tend to be in woods more often than not, and they don't tend to go skinny dipping in ponds in woods. Uh, well, this is it, and I've been I've been searching some woods not far from you. You might know them actually. I don't know because I thought they were further over to Charlie, but when I've gone out, it's Gathurst. Oh that, right, no, I don't that, know that area at all. That area, it's wiggy, it's wiggy mainly. But I won't, I won't say where it is, and that's no. part of me questioning tonight, actually, for you. Right. And okay. Ladies and gentlemen, used to me, I have quite a few... Co- a, bit, a, bit, a bit sheet of questions. Well, I'm, I'm hopefully, I've just spent the last 10 minutes of my life preparing for this, so... <laughs> I've, I've been gathering books and things together for, for it, trying to preempt what you might ask me. Oh, well, they're, they're not hard questions, really. So we'll, we'll tell you what, let's kick it off here. Let's go for it. I felt okay. like, so I'm going to, I'm actually, because we're not on video now, I'm not being rude. I can actually look down and read. What I normally do is try and memorise them, and it's, get, it's getting too much, especially for me. Uh, so <laughs> I've, uh, I fell an Northwest photographer. An adventurer, as your website says. Yes, yes, that was that was um, uh, one of those personality profiling tests. Yeah, sounds interesting. Yeah, I was oh. I was happy with the result. Yeah, yeah, I would be. I adventurer. think I'd have run it again had I not been though. I'd, I'd have asked for a rerun, but uh, I was. Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, yeah, you should be. It was like Indiana Jones in the reading. <laughs> Well, do you know, I thought that my partner, Ruth, she took the picture on the the about page of my website. Yeah, and I feel, nice. that, I feel like I look like a bit of an Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's yeah. probably the best picture I've ever had taken, <laughs> and I didn't take it. Usually case, isn't it? You try and yeah. take one of yourself. So tell the listeners, tell the listeners, well, I won't say you with Simon Booth, because that's my friend, um, Darren J. Spoonley. He always says to me, <clears> tell who you are, so... Tell us a bit about yourself, but and your photography journey up till now. Oh God! Big question. It is a big question. <sighs> it's a long, it's a long story. How long have you got? I mean, I, 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 my my journey goes back thirty plus years. So, all right, all right. and do you want do you want the quick version or the um, whatever you feel? Quick versions, whatever. Go for it. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I get asked a lot um, how I see things um, that I see, and and I've thought long and hard about that over the last two weeks, especially mm. since you know things have got bigger for for me. You know, I've got more interest on the channel. Yes. And um, yes. I, I just think it's 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 just a natural organic growth in photography in the way that my, my mind thinks, the way that I see. Um, so it, it, it's, it's that 30 years of 
have just been involved in it that that has got me to where I am today. But back to the back to the thread, um, it, it all started for me with a, a trip to Martin Mir, which you'll know. Yes. Um, Wildfowl and Wetlands Trust. That's my probably my earliest recollection of, um, of being interested in nature. Um, I didn't have any family members that that took me particularly to to places that had any nature interest. Um, so it was a school trip to Martin Muir, and I always I've actually written it on. You've probably seen it on my um, my about page that I was. We arrived at a court on the coach, and and as, yeah. as a little lad, I saw I saw the grass covered roof on the building. Yeah, and, and I, I couldn't believe that they put a, a grassy what looked like a playing field on top of a building. Yeah, and and it was that excitement of seeing that that I was just I, was, I suppose was hooked from that day forward. Yeah, um, young ornithologist club um, in my secondary school. Um, and that 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 sort of broke up. Um, had a little dabble at video cameras in my teens, um, trying to trying to video nature. Um, always wanted when I was younger to work for the natural history unit, um, Bristol, for the filming. I was very interested in that, but didn't didn't have the um, the academic um, sense of mind to to go forward with that. Really, that was never going to be something that. Um, I thought I, I thought in the end I could pursue, yeah. But um, as I said, film, videography was something I tried. I bought a camcorder, it didn't work, and then eventually sold that. And then a little bit of time passed. Somebody gave me a camera, um, <clears throat> and that was a Practica uh, MTL three. Yeah. Um, moved up to an MTL five, and then a BC one, and started to take one or two bits and bobs and as many people relate to this it's like you're like you take a picture of a bird and it'd be a little dotted middle at frame Aye. and um, and i go back to show friends and say can you can you see that it's a nut hatch you know it's and it, it really was just a fluffy a, a fuzzy pinprick in the middle of a six before print yeah and yeah. and that's that's how i and i never got bored of doing that no. I, was, I was always still um, chuffed to bits when I get one of those, one of those, I actually get a picture where I could see the bird in it somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I got better and better, I suppose. But the, the real turning point for me was meeting um, a chap called Colin Smith, who's sadly no longer with us. Now, Colin, um, probably, he, he took me under his wing, let's say. I think, I think I'd, I'd like to think that he, he saw something in me, um, yeah. whether it be, passion or, or I don't know, or, or just maybe a, a natural ability to see things. I don't know. But um, he, Colin was um, a fellow of the Royal Photographic Society and he was the chairman of the nature panel in the, in the, in the Royal Photographic Society. Wow. Just happened, I bumped into him down, uh, you'll know the place, Burkeacre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yarra, Yarra Valley Park. Do you know that? I know of it. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah. I know of bumped, it. bumped into him down there. Um, he yeah. was photographing a, a coop's nest, and he had a big 500 mil f4 Canon lens. Mm. And I, I was I was so impressed. I, yeah. I went home and started chatting with him. Yeah. And um, yeah, he he then invited me um, and a friend of mine who we've been dabbling in photography with invited me and him back to his house to put our slides that we were working in slides at this point yeah. <clears throat> on a carousel that he had. So we got in his front room. And um, he made us put ours up first, and then he put his up. And we didn't know at this point he was a fellow of the Royal Photographic Society. Oh. We, we didn't know we, we didn't know he was the chairman of the Nature Group. Oh wow! And um, and it was just he made us look pathetic. Um, yeah. You know, he made it, you just felt you put on what you thought was brilliant pictures, and you were going to show this guy how, how it's done. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it, it was com it was complete 
just disaster on our behalf. His pictures were amazing. So I spent, I spent a good few years with, with Colin going to various things, photographing birds at the nest and learning field craft for birds, basically. And Colin was a big fan of um, botany plants. Um, He loved to photograph orchids and all sorts of things. And eventually I got an associateship with the Royal Photographic Society with a panel of nature pictures. Wow. Yeah. And, um, I was, I, I got that, I did that for a little while. I, was, I carried on with that style of photography, but in the end, I, and I hope I'm not going to get shot for saying this, you might have to edit this bit out. Cool. I, felt, I felt that the Royal Photographic Society at that time, especially the nature group, they weren't evolving. They were sort of, to me, they were sort of stuck in a, in a, in, in a, in a, in a way of photographing things that were very clean, clinical, um, yeah. just beautiful. Botanical. But, yeah. beautiful good record shots of birds yes. plants you know they were faultless they were right. sharp the depth yeah. feel was right the lighting was right but there was no artistic intent no artistic inputs into them they were just very very clean record shots and I, and I, I that, that was the point at which I started to move away from from uh, Royal Photographic Society and started to form my own my own way and yeah. um in, in the interim time I've done I've done stuff with magazines my probably my best one was was I did a monthly column in photography monthly for a year wow. and, it, and, it, and I was always known as um, a nature photographer first and foremost and what I really wanted to be was a landscape photographer really you always want you always want to be what you're not yeah yeah <laughs> and, and that that so I was I was you know people so, that knew so. me in the magazines but the trouble is magazines of course you're only known for a month and then you've forgotten yeah um but um, yeah, I was always known as a as a as a nature photographer, and and any all the awards I'd had up to that point. Not that there were many, but the few awards I'd had at that point, um, whether it be a photographic club level, or a much bigger competition level, which I was fortunate enough to at some point to uh, to get an award, they were all nature pictures. But landscape photography was always the thing that I wanted to wanted to do. Right. And and that's, I suppose, bringing it right up to date. That's how I started my YouTube channel. Ah, right. Um, because of landscape. A, a landscape photographer. But right, yeah. I think when I when I go out, I naturally want to do landscapes, but I always end up falling back on the small stuff because, you, as you know, you don't always get the great light. So no. you, you end up doing smaller scenes. So, so that's in a nutshell where it started and where it's ended. Um, there's a lot of stuff in between that. Um, yeah. Many awards. You're being very modest. You've won quite a bit. You've been in quite a few magazines over the years and done quite a lot of work, um, which would be lovely to see um, if you ever did a video, a look back. I've been been thinking about doing this myself because I have a load of slides from when I was a kid, when I used to shoot with an old um, Kodak and and then I ended up with an old Fuji and um, I had, um, oh, a uh, e, oh, Zenit. Oh, Zenith. Yeah, Zenith. The Russian, uh, Russian, camera. Russian thing. Built like a tank, yeah. Oh, awful thing, but... I had a friend that had one of those. Lovely images. I, I like the images that, well, like you said, little tiny things. And So I was thinking of doing a, a look back myself, so it'd be interesting to see yourself, you know, some images from 77. Yeah. 77, was it, when you, you started? 77. 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Do the math. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm from Northwest. We don't do maths. I was, I was eight, probably mid-80s. Mid-80s, I'd Mid-80s. Say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, apologies for aging you there by <laughs> 10 years. 
Yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah probably around about mid-80s, I would say, is when I first picked up a, a camera. But um, yeah. do you know what? I've, I've, I've thought of very little else since. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've put here, like yourself, I'm obsessed with photography. It, yeah. took, it took me a while to realise it. I, I don't know why. Photography was always there, but for some reason, it didn't feel like it was viable, like it could be something that I could make a future at. I was always wandering off doing fine arts or graphic design and finding ways to make money as a career, as a job, when really I should have focused on photography. An obsession is is the right word. What gives you that? What keeps you obsessed, Simon? Because I, I, can't, I know what it is with me. I just can't get enough of it. Being outside, seeing colour, seeing shape, seeing form, textures, the the environment changing, whatever's out there, whatever's given to you. But what what keeps you obsessed? Do you know that's a good question. I I, I just I just think it's uh, what keeps me obsessed. I, I really don't know. It just it's just always it just never it never leaves. It just, I don't know. I, there isn't a thing. Yeah. Um, there isn't a thing. It's just a drive to keep creating. Yeah. Um, and. No sooner have I taken an image, I'm, I'm ready for the next one. I get bored of my pictures immediately. Yeah. Within, yeah. within, within, and I always was the same. Within a week, I'm bored of it. I may yeah. even never look at it again. Yeah. And uh, there's just a handful that I am still proud of. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, it's, I think it's just the need to be creative all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way I can, I can, I can say. Um, you know, naturally being outside is, is you know, is, is a given, but that, that's what everybody enjoys, you know, that enjoys nature. You just enjoy being outside and being amongst it. But the actual process, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the photography part of it is just, is just the need to create stuff. I think as a youngster, yeah. um, I, I was known when my first jobs as I had a hobby every week. <laughs> a different hobby a different hobby every week yeah. and um and, and the minute i was given a camera it was like it was like someone gave me a few the future I, yeah. I, I knew what i wanted to be and what i wanted to do and i've never put a camera down ever since yeah and, and it was it was like it was like the the holy grail the penny dropped yes I, knew what I, was, I found something i thought i was pretty good at and i felt comfortable doing it yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's that's what it is but there's there's not really a thing um, that I can put my finger on. Yeah, on. it's it's a it's a natural thing, isn't it? It it doesn't feel like it's forced. It just no. feels like it's meant to be. And you can't so, put it down. No, no. It's it, it literally is, and I, 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 as sad as this might sound to some people, it's the first thing I think about in the morning, and the last thing I think about at night. That's why I asked you to come and talk because you said that I think in one of your videos, and and it it really resonates because I'm like that myself yeah. and, and, I, and I sometimes do worry, do I need to back off? And then I think, no, I don't. <laughs> that That's why I started this podcast because it felt like it, it's, it's like photography without a camera because I get to listen to wonderful information and stories like from yourself and other people. And, I, and, and it's that obsession. It's, it's that continuing uh, continual subject and driving and it's not so much actually someone asked me why do we do it and, and that question frightens the hell out of me because I don't want to analyze it I don't want to look deeper into why I'm I'm doing it although this question to yourself about obsession um 
I do I do tend to look away from uh, figuring out why I'm doing it. Do you do that yourself? You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to like. I'm, I'm not really bothered why I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just do it. I, I just I just do it because I love it. Yeah, and, I love um, it. Yeah. I, I don't need to know why I do it. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Yeah. I just I just know that it's something that I'll never put down. Yeah. And it'll be with me forever. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I don't it's, think it'll ever go away. I've done golf, fishing, like yeah, you said about I've hobbies. Done I've done those as well. Yeah, <laughs> I've done I've done both of them: um, skateboarding, BMXing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the whole the whole lot. Yeah, mountain biking. Uh, yeah. yeah, keep going. There's loads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had, had a nice mountain bike once or twice. Uh, kites? Have you done kites? I've not done kites. No, I had to go with stunt kites for a spell. No, I've, I've, yeah, I've done everything in between, but but the the normal um, blokey stuff. But I'm not I'm not a sport I'm not a sports fan. No, no. Um, I don't I don't do football. I don't no. do cricket. I don't do rugby. Yeah. I certainly don't do news. Yeah. Um, I'm not interested in news or politics. No. I, I have I have one thought going on in my head all the time, and um, yeah. and it, yeah. it's it's photography and and, yeah. and nature. Yeah. I, you know, I love I love nature as well. And learning, learning about nature. That's the the thing about your channel that stands out. And I think it's nearly four years I've been watching you. When I can, obviously, um, as much as I can, is and don't take this like I'm saying you're like my granddad or anything. But, but there's some <laughs> there's some things you say remind me of when we used to per- perch fishing with my granddad, and he'd be spending more time telling me about the the weeds and the the plants that were growing because we never caught nothing. And if you tell me, have, have you ever heard a nip bone? No. He no. used to make these poultices called nip bone where God knows what it was. He, he this recipe without of wild flowers and wild, like God knows plants. And it, and it, it'd be like, um, It'd be like a, a medical poultice, and it it, it smelled it smelled quite antiseptic. Uh, uh, um, I'm writing that down. I'll look at that after. I, I can't even tell you what its proper thing. He called it nip bone, and if you had a cut of graze, or if you had a bang a bruise, or if you did something, it made this hot poultice out of all these like wild plants, and right. he put it on and bandage it up, and you'd be Rita's rain. <laughs> 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 and he took it. He took it with him to his grave. God rest him. But you know, there was things like that. Nettle pop. He used to make oh, nettle, yeah, 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 nettle yeah. pop. So, so I remind you of your granddad. Well, thank, you, re- thank you, you remind you. Re- no, no, you remind me of the plethora of information that you have. And he was like that. And and sometimes I regret not listening. So when I'm oh, listening we've, we've, listening yeah. to you, I listen and I hear things. I go, oh, I remember that. And I remember him talking about the roadside one you did with the wild. Yeah. Brilliant. That I that's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep it, trying to keep it new, trying to keep well, it fresh and different. It's the knowledge is not knowledge is the key, I think, to that. The way you, you deliver that knowledge is wonderful. And uh, it yeah. does take me back to a simpler time, you know, <laughs> perch fishing and finding out what's what and coming back yeah. bartered in shite, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I've, all, I've, I've for as long as I remember, I've had a fascination for plants, yeah. and particularly plants. Um, yeah. I do I do enjoy, and and I, and I love good photographs of plants. I think they're yeah. they're really underrepresented by um, you know yeah. we this whole thing of you know bigger scenes stuff's yes. everywhere. But it, but I think I think the knowledge about about your subject is people ask me this do I do I feel it gives you the edge having the knowledge of the the plants um I'm not sure I'm not sure that does particularly but it just I think knowing about them makes you appreciate them more makes you want to photograph them yes uh, that's that's probably that's probably why I, I, I gravitate towards them yeah um, more, more than most people because they're you know they're beautiful and they're accessible yeah for nothing there everywhere roadside yeah. like you said everywhere you know i was thinking i was thinking of um doing a video um i still might do it yet on photographing yeah. dead things plants oh. dead plants yeah just plants, like that. That are, plants that are finished they've done and they're just yeah. shriveled up there's got to be there's got to be some artistic oh. opportunities yes dead plants. what's the be- um not cowlick what's the ones with the heads that separate they can be poisonous um Hemlock. Hemlock. When they die, they look incredible. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like worlds, just like almost like sci-fi worlds when yeah. when they've died off. And yeah, you've got all the, all the, you've got all the, um, the 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 stems radiating out from that central point. That's yeah. what you mean, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. And I've not finished with them. I'm looking forward to photographing them in some hoarfrost this year. Yeah, yeah. They they be nice can sit back and use the sky quite if it's a, a brightish day like a softbox and that yeah just and that just I gotta move around with your camera yeah yeah keep moving around with just it yeah positions and different lights and yeah yeah you know, lots of opportunities yeah. there is there is i'm heading up to uh, winter hill sometime soon as well so if you if you fancy a, a meet um i'll give you a shout because that's probably halfway isn't it meeting yeah, point well, there. yeah it's, it's 10 miles from me yeah yeah same here so have a mooch up yarrow oh, or somewhere like was, that yeah i was only up um i was only up rivington sunday right my last video was up there oh right and the, the one that i've just just editing <laughs> so, yeah i'm not following you one of my favorite places that, that area. oh the, no way me as well yeah. Yeah, yeah, the woods have, Rivington. have we not bumped it? So the second reservoir at the back, I found this area that goes up off the before you start getting to the sparseness and and heading up to the the, the hill itself or over that way. Uh, I can't think of the name of it now. It's, I had it and it's just gone. It's Yarrow, Yarrow. Is it Yarrow Reservoir? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Over, over the back of the. I'm not going to say any more because you can all bugger off. You're not coming. But there's an oak forest up there that just meanders off and on and on and on and on with a little babbling broken stream. And I, I got a bit lost and ended up coming out covered in shite again at the other end and made, <laughs> made me way back. And, oh, there's just some beautiful oak trees there that are quite Do special. You know, that I know what you mean. Yeah. And um, probably the reason I haven't been yet is because I can't be bothered climbing up the hill to get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I generally honestly look for flat areas to go and photograph because yeah. my bag is so damn heavy it will be six four five pentax six four five z pentax and lenses yeah. that's got away some of that it's an 18 kilo bag oh. yeah oh 
If I well, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm overegging it a bit here. If I strap my tripod to it, it's eighteen kilos. Right. Yeah. And that's that's without the you know vlogging gear as well. So I, I tend I, I avoid hills like the plague. I keep looking at people on YouTube doing yeah. doing camping yeah. trips and you know taking a tent up. I thought there's no way I could carry a no. tent as well as all my. No. My stuff, but having said that, people do slim. They take different cameras, don't they, when they go camping? But do you know, I wouldn't be without my Pentax. Well, I wouldn't be without my biscuits and my pies. <laughs> <laughs> so I've no chance if I had a medium format. I won't get twenty feet because I wouldn't be leaving my biscuits behind. But yeah, um, have you have you been have you have you had a little look at the old Fuji? Has that been catching your eye? It's a lot of talk about it lately. Do you know, this is interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I, have, I have looked at, at it with great interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at it when I decided to, because the, the GFX 50 was out yes. when, I, when I opted for the Pentax. And um, can I give a shout out? Of course you can. So... I, I, I was chatting with a, you, you must, well, I'm sure you've heard of Ewan Dunsmuir. Oh, yes, um, yes. He, he chatted with him about his Pentax. Um, saw a few videos of his um, some time ago, one in particular on Orkney, which still blows my mind to this day. Yeah. And um, he's using the Pentax 645. So I got chatting with Ewan, uh, to become good friends with him over the last few couple of years. Yeah. And um, he... He, he sold the 645Z to me. Um, I got to look at some files before I, before I decided. And at the same time, I was considering the GFX 50R. Now, Ewan's done some tests with that, and nice. he sent me the files. Yeah. And he's, he's, got a, he's got a point, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm inclined to agree with him, that the files from the Fuji, uh, whether it's the glass. Mm-hmm. See, what, what you need to know about me is I'm not techie. Yes. What this is why I never cover gear on my channel because it's 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 just it's just it's yeah. just like a hammer is to a to a joiner you know, right. or a chisel. Yeah. Um, they're just tools that I use. I'm not bothered about, but but quality quality does matter. Yes. And yes. and I think the lenses of the Pentax, um, especially the old manual lenses, which my macro is. Yeah. Yeah. They give a beautiful analog feel to the images. With the Fuji, mm. they look digital. Yes. Now, whether that, I think I think they have the same sensor. I think uh, it's the glass. Yeah, yeah. the old the, glass. Yeah, does yeah. something different. It, especially Pentax. Especially now, Pentax. Now my glass. my wide angle Pentax. Um, which I'll tell you what it is now. Um, the wide angle I bought when I was changing, and and this this lens cost me more than any of my other lenses put together. Is a twenty-eight to forty-five millimeter, yeah, uh, and that's uh, an autofocus lens, and that's one of the new um, ED lenses, the EDAW. Yes, ED, yeah, and and that isn't as good as my old uh, SMC one twenty macro for. Yeah, for, it looks it looks digital through that that more yeah. modern lens. Yeah, was the yeah that, that so that that was the reason in the end why I decided not to go the Fuji route. Yeah. Well, I, I nearly stuck with Pentax myself many years ago. It was only I started with a, a, a K7, uh, a KR K7, um, 
um, yeah, that that I think that was as far as I got with it. And I'd always wanted Nikon, and and I can, I know what you mean about digital. The the Nikon though is the the Z sevens quite nice. I'm finding that isn't showing. That is it is the the raw files are quite natural. They don't they don't feel um, very digital. They don't feel pushed towards digital as well. So I'm, I've been really happy with that so far. But the yeah. GF the GFX, obviously, <laughs> money is a problem. But if I was ever to make the leap to medium format. What Fuji are doing is, is is a bit special, really. Um, yeah. For the price, when you consider what some other brands are, like Hasselblad, etc. Mm. Um, but yeah, gear's, gear's not for me, but I thought I'd ask you about that, because especially yeah. with the weight thing as well. I'd have had a more difficult answer if you'd have asked me about Hasselblad. Um, right. A degree of Hasselblad. I love... Um, I, I, I've thought long and hard about if I change, whether, if I could afford, of course. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to go for the top one, do you? But No. Um, 50. There's I have a, a friend, I have a fr- I have a, yeah, yeah, I have a friend that's got, got the Hasselblad. Is it X1D? X1D, uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I do like that. But one, one of the things that I like about the Fuji and the Hasselblad, the new ones, is that the Hasselblad, of course, you can cr- you can crop to pan or to X-pan. Yes, X-Pan. Um, I don't know you remember X-Pan. Yeah. And I, yeah. I used to, I had a friend that had an X-Pan back in the day and I couldn't afford one of those. And um, yeah. I used to love seeing the 35mm negs come out with a, with a panoramic. Beautiful. Yeah. And so yeah. you can crop in camera with, yes. with, the, with the Hasselblad. And similarly, you can do it with the Fuji GFX. So you can crop to pano. I yeah. love the panoramic format. And yeah. I, I'd like to do more um, botanical stuff in panoramic format. Oh, wow. But yeah. It's, di- it's difficult to pre-visualize it. And I don't know whether you saw on a recent video, I have the um, the app, the Mark II viewfinder. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm playing around with that at the moment with, yeah, you, with panoramic close You did the wildflowers, didn't you? Uh, sunset, wildflowers, yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I did the poppies. That was, yes, uh, that's it. Yeah, the poppies. But the Mark II viewfinder I used recently on a on a plantation woodland in Suffolk. Right. And, uh, and I used it. And it's just, it's just a quick oh, way of yeah. having to get all the gear out of the bag and just hold it up. But... Yeah, what I'm getting at is I like I like the new the two new the Fuji and the Hasselblad that have got that in camera because yeah. not everybody sees in panoramic. It's it's something you have to get your your eyes accustomed to seeing in that format. Yes, um, and and it, you know if you if you're so used to 35 mil format or medium yeah. format as, as I am, you you tend to see in that format and yeah. not the other. Going back to you and um, he does a lot of panoramic landscapes. He yeah. tends to see like that. He sees yeah. the world through panoramic eyes almost. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, yeah the, the, I'm happy with the Pentax for now. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit. I'm a little bit worried that they're not doing anything. Um, no. With the, with the medium format, um, they seem. To, I can't. I can't get to the bottom of whether this is the end. Yeah. Or um, whether they're working on something. Or I don't, but I've I've been told that they're not going down the mirrorless route. Whether that's just a rumor or not, I don't know. So it'd be interesting to see what they do do if they do anything. Yeah, Rico, wasn't it? Took over. Mm, yeah. And they just seemed to to then th- uh, go for full frame. They did the full frame thing and and then just mm. stopped and and just and and medium format for them, I think could 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 be a big thing. I I don't get why they've not gone further with that. Well, they made it so affordable with the Pentax. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. and, and, it, and the quality was there. So they, they can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but if, if they did bring a new one out, um, I would look at it more for the point of weight. I, I'd like to get my the weight down if I can. Yeah. But um, I just love the glass that I'm using, the yeah. old glass. It, it just, it just, it's got a slide feel, a slide transparency feel about it. And when you when you sharpen it, it's like if you remember sharpening the transparency when you'd scanned it, it you could sharpen the hell out of them and they'd still crisp up nice. Right. Whereas with right. a digital file, if you you know one one or two steps too far, and you've ruined right. it. But it's like it, it was you could it was like a sponge taking taking the yeah. sharpening effect up. It was they, they were great for doing that. Have a have a have a, a filing cabinet, well a box in the shed as it is now that yeah. must must have thousands of oh, transparencies in it. You've got to do a video, Sammy. You really do. <laughs> they, honestly, they're just they're under under me workbench in the garage. Wow. And they're just they're just they're probably damp as anything. But do you know they've got some lovely pictures on them, and I can't scan them anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's a shame. Of, That's whole a shame. library because back in the day I used to I used to do a lot <laughs> with stock stock photography. Yeah, and that—that's how I got quite a collection of slides through various agencies. They used to used to send them to, because that's nice. how you did it back in the day. Yeah, you know, yeah. you'd send them to agencies and they'd sell them for you and get a bit of a check every quarter. And but that's that's died a death, and all the yeah. transparencies have now come back to you, and they're doing yeah. nothing in the garage. Be lovely to see it's just a couple of shots. I'm not saying you have to do it or anything, but go on, make a video. You know, Peter, Peter McKinnon, you, you, I'm sure you'll know. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't. I don't tend to watch him these days. I don't have time for a start. But right. he did a video where he looked back at at, um, at his career, how he got started into photography, and where he, how he got to worry. So it's going to be an old video this now. But he did a brilliant job of it. He, yeah. he was just, you know Peter McKinnon, the yeah. fast-moving videos, yeah. really engaging. And yeah. when I saw that, I thought, you know what? I can't do anything of that standard. <laughs> but I'd love to go back and stand in the places and show people the, you know, the, the turning points, the places. But they don't mean anything to anybody else. That's the thing. Oh, they do. The story there. It means something yeah. to you, so it means something to others. That's the thing. That's something we forget. Is that people who are uh, they're they're interested to know that what what did Simon do? Where was Sam? Where was this picture? Mm. Uh, it is a bit strange thinking that people are, are interested, but at the end of the day, the way you give inspiration or what you do, people will latch on to that and be very interested in it. In it I, I think, I certainly would be. You know, maybe maybe something I'll do one day. It's a, it's a, it's getting it's, it's a it's getting a lot of information together definitely and, it is. And, and 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 putting it across in an engaging way. Yes, that's why I've not done it because I've got all these slides, all these projectors. I've got the old projector there, and I've got all the cameras now because I went back and and bought a couple of ones, but got right. less, got lost lost at my mum's, and uh, over years I've ended up they've they've just gone walkabout. Right. So I've got the Zenit back, I've got the Kodak back, I've got an old Fuji up at top there. So I thought, right, I'm going to do this. So I still haven't, still haven't got round to it because, like you say, people like McKinnon and others, they just engage in fast edit. They make it look so yeah, cool, yeah. and I've been yeah. there fumbling around with slight, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, know, I do know what you mean. Yeah, I, do you know I haven't gone back and collected my old cameras. I've, I've got a Practica in in the shed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think I've I think I've got an an EOS six hundred that um, that I used to I used to but the only reason that's there because I used to use it as a dummy camera I used to leave it out 
to get yeah. birds and stuff used to seeing the camera. Oh, right. Um, yeah. when, when I used to do stuff with remote releases. So I, I put dummy flash guns up and a dummy camera and leave it at Woods and then come, <laughs> and, and, then come and replace it with my good stuff and take pictures. Did it work? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. get with nature. You've got to get, you've got to get the animals and birds. Trust. You used yeah. to see something that's that's out of character to the woodland or wherever yeah. you are. That's special, though. Birds Isn't looking it? at it, looking. That was here last night. We're all right, lads. It's not moving. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> Trust. Exactly. It's key. It's key in everything at the end of the day, especially out there in nature. Um, badgers. I'd love to photograph a badger. Do you know I've had a great experience with badger? I said badger because that's the true name. We say, we say we call them badgers, but it's not this badger, isn't it? It's one one species. Um, sorry, I'm correcting. <laughs> Everybody says badger. I'd love to see badgers, <laughs> but, but yeah. Anyway, no, I, I was um, many many years ago. Again, I was I was just starting out. Friend friend John and, and me, we set up a hide yeah. um, in the woods up near up near the river Ribble. Found a badger set. Right. We put it. We put a pile on hide above it. And um, and we sat we sat above it, set flash guns up underneath um, on the set, and got our scent above the the badger set. Yes. And, and and when they came out, we took pictures of them, and I've got a lovely picture oh. of um, mother mother and two cubs just outside the um, the set entrance. All photographed with flash. You don't see that anymore. People no. photograph badgers with daylight nowadays because the the ISO capabilities of cameras they can work at dawn and dusk. Yeah. We were doing it with flash guns, you know, two or three flash guns on a hide, you know, wow. so, so a different way of working. But the experience was is that on one evening, I can't remember why we, we came to, to, to be where we were, but we were sat on the badger path away from the hide, and we had the cubs come and walk along the badger path, and actually one of them trod over our legs as we were sat on the path, one of the cubs. And it, it was such a special moment. It sort of stepped over our, our legs as we were sat on the path. And carried on along its way. Bloody hell! That's, that's oh. uh, I've had some wonderful experiences in, in in nature with with wildlife and seeing things that you can't find in books. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen I've seen a, I've seen a, a male wren displaying to his female. Um, oh, wow! Doing a doing a little dance on a stick. Yeah, yeah. Just above, just above his nest, singing, spinning round to his yeah. female, and he take her into the nest, showing her. You know that then wrens build six up to six nests, and um, and so the male builds them all, and he, he brings the female and shows them, and she chooses the nest. Which one? Yeah, yeah. yeah she yeah. chooses the one she wants to lay in, but he attracts her by singing, and he does this little dance. And that particular day, I was photographing dippers on the River Yarrow, and yeah. we got the hide built into the into the river, and unbeknown to to myself and my friend, um, the wrens are built in the bank above where we were sitting. We didn't even know it was there. Oh, so when we, was in, when we was in the hide with all the camouflage oh, netting yeah. over, he, he, he comes in, he flies up, he lands on the perch above us, and I'm watching it, and it's singing yeah. to his female. Next thing, he comes into where the hide is, where I'm sitting, and he, and then up, up the bank at side of me and disappears wow. into the nest. They're priceless, priceless yeah, that is, yeah. moments. Yeah, very much that, so. That, yeah, that, that's, them's the sort of, Oh, those are the sort of little bits of information that you know you carry forward to you, and then at some point in the future, in a video, or perhaps yeah. you remember these things, and that's where Something the interest. To talk about exactly, yeah. It's just a life, life of experiences out in the countryside, I suppose, that I'm building on. Yeah, 
yeah you don't realize that you're gaining all the knowledge but uh, but it's all going in there slowly very true that you, it, and it is slowly it has yeah. to be slowly um even though i look like i'm going 400 mile an hour i just mentioned about badges i spent a full year at carmel dam trying to photograph kingfishers all right and it was just i really enjoyed it i don't know why i stopped actually and i got rid of me 150 to 600 and i kind of regret that i really do because it, it was great fun doing that and yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're a wonderful bird oh just oh i hope oh you King... have to edit that out. <laughs> kingfisher time. It'll be it'll be kingfisher. It is ringing up saying, "Why did you get rid of that lens, you dickhead?" <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I will. I've got to jump back to murder for this, but it's lovely for it's lovely for just talk and and like you say, uh, slow moments being out there and seeing that is. Um, can't you can't beat it no no so what what was your i mean i i feel like i went i ran away with the badger thing there what was your, no, no. what was your what was your what was your experience with badgers oh it was it was it was momentary it was seconds it, it was at, at, near borrowdale and they just came out and ran across this like patch of earth and soil oh and i just it it i can't explain to you it just knocked me for it just stopped me boom like, have, you, have you noticed? Did you notice how how stocky and and, and yes. strong they are? And, when and they yes, run? yes, really lean, really kind of like um, not not at all what I was expecting. And the color, yeah. the the, yeah. the 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 the, the color and the fur was like ah, just beautiful animal. Really they're, are. They're they're such a, a wonderfully sociable animal with their clans. Um, mm. Just the, the nights we we would hear them go off foraging, and you could hear them yeah. squabbling in the woods together, you know, like like, like children, yeah. um, falling out, and then you'd hear them rolling down a bank somewhere, and <laughs> where they were just fighting. And but they they they've got such a great little social network, each clan, and yeah. they're just like just like any family, any any family that um, yeah. that like, like what we have, they fall out, you yeah. know, they make up, you know, the friendships and bonds, Playing. and yeah, yeah. Really, really wonderful animals, and then yeah. um, we don't know enough about them. That's the thing that the even though they're, they're you know they're, they're a good sized mammal, yes, um, still so much we don't we don't know about about how they interact with one another and and mm. how they interact with different clans and the territory overlaps and things like that. Really complex because it all goes on underground. Yeah, most yeah. most of the stuff. So yeah, but, uh, yeah, they're they're a, they're a lovely animal. Really yeah. Are. We could talk about all nature all night, like you mentioned about. Um, um, oh God, it's gone. Marty Mia. You mentioned about Marty Mia and a similar experience when I was younger, getting there with school, took a, a, you know a, a class, but there was a lot of idiots, and at the time it was like you just it was just ushered round really quickly. But I remember seeing uh, black swans. I'm thinking, what are these? This is just, I've never seen anything quite like it. And um, they used to have those at Astley Hall, you know. Astley, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they used to have a couple of black swans. Gosh, I went back a long time. Yeah. They're not, I mean, they're, they're obviously not, they're, they're not native to the UK. No. But, um, no. but yeah, they're, um, I, I don't ever remember, I can't remember the last time I saw a black swan. I think there is some still at Martin Mia now. Is there? Yeah. No. Yeah. Not long I'm ago. Good. I'm only going back a well before all this happened. 
I was going regular. Um, I'm, I'm mainly just for walk around. It doesn't always for photograph things. It's just a great place for walk around. It's, it's funny because I've and... never really seen any videos of you shooting nature. It's I always I know. thought really landscapes and, and, and woodland. Yeah, it's like street photography. I, I, I started, that was how I started with street photography, but me, me um, nature thing comes from my dad taking me on walks and us getting lost. And we did 12 years going on holiday at Forrester Dean and off, you know, we'd, we'd leave my mum in peace, which she was mm. happy about. And off we'd go and he'd take me on an 18-mile walk. We'd start along railway lines and then before you knew it, we, we were gone, we were lost. And he'd have yeah. me battling and fighting through ferns that were nine foot high, you know, and, and never yeah. even never even give a thought about ticks or anything. And no, I don't actually no. remember getting a tick or anything like that back then. No, I don't. I we don't. didn't give a monkeys. And you, in your last video, you lay down at the side of that tree. And I, I thought, that's it. That's yeah. what you get <clears> down on <throat> floor. Somebody <laughs> made a comment about me sticking my hand in a hole in a tree. And oh. I thought, yeah, because if you're in some countries, like you wouldn't put your hand in a hole in a tree in Australia, would you? Oh, good point. Yeah, you, you, hey, just, yeah. Wouldn't, you just wouldn't do it. But I, 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 it's because I know, oh, I, yeah. I, I know, I know our wildlife. I know what I'm likely to come across, and putting yeah. my hand in a hole in a tree is pretty safe. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, to, to some people in some countries, it's um, it's it's unheard of. You just wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's it's a funny. I don't I don't really um, I don't really do much. If any, I don't do any nature photography anymore. It's, not, um, no. it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. It, I don't get the um, even though I, I love being out with it all and seeing it all. Yeah. I don't have any desire to photograph it anymore. It just I, I hope to God that never happens with landscapes and and it it yeah. I have my reasons why I, I don't do it anymore, and I don't want to really go into that. Um, it, um, it, 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 I just I, I felt um, to, uh, certainly more recently. I'm trying to I'm trying to take pictures that are very very personal to me, individual, and um, I think I think with nature, it, the big thing I suppose the overriding point is that um, it's not it's not it can't be quite as considered. Yeah. With, uh, and and as I've got older and I've matured into photography, I, I like to take my time. Yeah. Um, I, I like the slow approach, uh, and and I, I don't feel that nature, that wildlife photography gives me that. It's too hectic. It's too it's too yeah. fast. It um, is. And there are I mean there are a small number of people that I think do considered nature considered wildlife photography really well. Um, yeah. You know, with a subject very small in the frame within a within a within a habitat and all, it's all beautiful, done to a really high level. But your typical um, bird in flight, you know, at Bempton Cliffs or at Bass Rock or somewhere like that, yeah, um, puffins in flight, bringing sand eels in. I, I don't think there's much new you can bring to the table. No, the construct is quite kept. It's it's once you've done it, that's it. And you know, yeah. unless you're going to reach for the highest highest which you mentioned again the other night about quality and aspiring to be better and better and better to do that in nature. I think, I think it's the construct of itself is fixed unless yeah. you get to them levels where you may be shooting in very ex exotic or specific locations. 
Um, yeah, it's difficult it's, difficult to put your stamp on something yes. like that anymore, I feel. Like, some people yeah. might think differently, I'm sure, and I don't want to yeah, take yeah. anything away from those people no. that still enjoy it. But yeah. I think I think having having done that for such a long time, um, I, I, I didn't feel like I was bringing anything fresh to my photography. Yeah. And, and the fact that it was a lot of travel involved um, and, and just it was it wasn't really relaxing. It was more I think it's like a young man's game almost. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just I just love I just love the photography that's considered and slow. Yeah. Um, just looking gently for for patterns and shapes and textures. But I still equally I enjoy the bigger landscape scene. Um, and yeah. I would always look for that first. And even though it doesn't appear like that on my videos, if I see a big landscape scene, I'm going to take You're it. You're in it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going yeah. yeah, to go and photograph, you know, Buttercup if there's a great, you know, cloud yeah. inversion somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I think that's why um, it's that being able to adapt to other things that's important because yeah. those big scenes don't present themselves all that often. Exactly, and so you need you need for be looking, you need for be seeing. Um, I've not edited some buttercup images. You mentioned buttercup, and I was just playing with depth of field, and I got so carried away in it and so involved in it. And I think that's the key, isn't it? Even if it's a big landscape or not, it's just there's always something, there's always something in and around you wherever you look. Yeah. I'm getting more and more into woodland. It's getting a bit. That's becoming quite obsessed. It's a funny thing is the woodland um, mm. photography following movement, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. A lot of people are enjoying it now. Yeah. Um, and, and why not? It's, I mean, when I look back at my old stuff, I, you know, the amount of times I've been in a woodland and not really take, not, not even taken notice of, of the opportunities of landscapes in woodland. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, there's there's a few key people that have brought it to the fore. Yes. And and, and now a lot of people are enjoying it. And, you know, yeah. it's brilliant. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think that that will keep it going for longer where where the, the the loss of interest in Woodland was was quite, quite a problem. Late 90s, early 2000s. I think uh, people were, were quite eager for flatten it, build on it and do whatever. Yeah. And it, it feels as if now it is getting a bit more in this country, especially people are appreciating those areas. Uh, yeah. A lot of it's private though. That's what I'm struggling with at the moment. Mm. Um, and I've got to approach a couple of farmers I'm hoping to, like I mentioned Gathers where uh, I'm just going to go and speak to them uh, and, and explain to them what I do and what I want to do and how I respect the environment. And, and at the end of it, I'll do you a print and, um, you know, uh, you need, you need to take, you need to take one to them. I think, um, yeah. And yeah. have one, have one framed up ready to show. Yeah. The, the problem I've um, encountered on the odd occasions when I've approached people for woodland access is, um, Often in our area, a lot of it's under management for, for pheasant rearing. Yes. Um, I think they'd rather you not be in there. If, yeah. if they, you know, they, they, they're a bit, they can be a bit funny with, you know, if they're shooting in there, they don't know when you're going to be in necessarily. Yeah. But um, that, my experience of two, I can think of fairly local that were, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't entertain 
me, right. me going in there. One of them was for a to, to try and photograph uh, uh, buzzards that were yeah. nesting in the woods, but um, the second one was just to get, gain access for woodland photography. But they wouldn't they wouldn't even listen. But I think if you go with a nice, impressive, and I mean impressive, big yes. print. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't mean an A4 in a in a in a no in a nice mount. You know, A2. something proper. Yeah. Yeah. Proper, yeah. So it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna have impact. I think you might, yeah. you might stand a chance. I agree completely. But those those with that, little yeah. private places are nuggets. Oh, they're the gold, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, I've had a little nosy at one. I didn't climb over the fence, but from where I was looking across, I could see the these oak trees, and uh, oh, they were calling me, and I could see the composition as well. <clears throat> And it was very dark and misty because there's a river there. Again, I'm not going to say what that river is. I've not wrote this down as a question, but you feel quite passionate about keeping a location. Um, I don't want to say secret, but I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think most of the places I go to, everyone knows the Lake District to a degree. And if you don't, you can find out quite easily. Um, but with going local since lockdown and places because crank hills one of the places i go to and there's quite a few photographers going there now and even, your though, even though i'm no one i'm a nothing person i'm just i like putting myself out there yes i love photography but when you start realizing oh people are going to crank hill <laughs> and that's my fault and it's like but it's crank hill it's it's crap <laughs> And is, it, that, and is, that, is that the tree that you thought of? That one tree, yeah. Well, it's not one tree. It's a couple of trees, but You're I an always... influencer. It's, it's wrong, because now I'm going and people are saying, that's my tree, and I'm, I'm having arguments with people. No, it's mine. <laughs> Bugger off, you know. But it's amazing that 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 that's shown me. And when we spoke not long back, mm. it, I thought straight away, I've seen it happen with just that little location and me going there. And uh, this place I'm looking at now, I'm not telling anyone where I'm going. And uh, I've not done a successful video yet. Um, yeah. I've failed every time because I can't get to where I really want to get. So what, what, tell us why, I can't say tell us why. It's obvious really why we shouldn't share locations, I think. But well, people seem to get quite annoyed about it. Well, I mean, if it's public access, we've no more right to be there than anybody else. Yes. At the end of the day. But I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I want to protect the habitats. Um, and just because I've got, um, an, you know, a reasonable amount of knowledge about the places that I go and I tread. Yeah. Um, you know, I know if one thing's common and one thing's rare, but it's not, it's not so much that I just, I, I mean, the, the environmental impact um, is, is something that, that we have got to be sensible about. But it, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary to tell everybody your location because it matters not. It's not, it's not, it's not the location. It's, it's how you see yeah. any yeah, place yeah. you go to. It, it can be any woodland. It doesn't have yeah. to be this woodland. Yeah. Um, any, pla any place is, is potentially good for photography on the right day in the right light. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's not. It's not about what's there. It's about how you see, see it. Yeah. See it. It's, yeah. it's your it's your interpretation of any place you go to. Yeah. Um, and and that's why I don't feel it should matter where I am. Um, yeah. When I go out, um, 
I've got I've got a couple of pictures that I've taken up in the Cairngorms that that people might might want to go and take. But to be honest, unless you get there, unless you were there on 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 that day in those conditions, conditions. in that light, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't get it. Um, yeah, I, I just I've, I've never I've never really been. No, it's not true. I wouldn't say never. In recent years, it's not been about where. Um, it's more okay. It's more more about how how you see it, yeah. and and you 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 might you, you, you I would send anybody to anywhere really. It's 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 certainly not about location. I haven't got anywhere that that is any more special than anywhere else. Yeah. Um, there is one workshop that I run in the Peak District, um, and I don't give the location until until it's booked up, and and I, the only reason for that is because it is a triple SI. Um, yes and yeah. and i have to respect that and it's pub public access and i have said that if people want to email me I'll, I'll let them know where it is it's not i'm not keeping it from anybody i just don't yeah. want to put it out there for um a thousand people to see it's crazy that though isn't it to think recreational that... impact is a big thing yeah if if, 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 yeah. if, if there's a if there's a housing developer building a new housing estate they have to do a recreational impact there might yeah. only be 40 families going to live there but if that if those 40 families are next door to a triple si site yeah. or an spa mm -hmm. then visiting every day with the families is going to have an impact um yeah. a, a, a cumulative impact on that site yeah and, and if you know as all these different developments are popping up all around these triple si's yeah this is going to be a squeeze so i think it's important to, to i think it's important to be careful about sites like that and not um, adding to it, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and like, but but the overriding important thing is it's not it's not really about the place, mm -hmm. you know. And do you really want to take pictures that other people have taken? Um, there was a time when I when I first started out, and the first thing I'd do was I'd go to a local post office and I'd, I'd go through all the postcards and see where all the all the viewpoints were. Um, with a view to going out there and, and trying to get better shots than what I've seen on the postcards, yeah. And, and I think that's a great way to be early on when you when you're finding your feet. But I think it's important as, as as quickly as you can to move away from that. And and I don't want to say find your own voice because I hate that I hate that term. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's just just. Sh shoot for you and, and, and yeah. interpret everything as, as you see it as you as you as you you know as you visualize it it's not yeah. about it's not about i need to go to that wood because such and such a body's been to that wood and got that yeah. shot yeah so, you know that's you, part not... of the game though isn't it that's part of the excitement is finding something when it's the looking the walking and seeing and, yeah. and yeah. turning around and, and stumbling on something you know yeah. that that's the excite big part of the excitement isn't it it, me, it is. I mean, I've, I've if you look through my my videos, you'll see that I, I've gone to um, to places where people regularly go to. And I'm not saying I'll never go to them again. Sometimes you just want to change. You want something a bit easier. You just want to turn up, yeah. get your camera out, and wait for the sun to come up. Yeah, bit of um, a sun. Uh, yeah, beach down to coast, and you know, yeah. Lytham Pier or something like that. Yeah. And I've had, I've had some great times in those places, but nothing beats finding something no. that you've never seen before. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's what I would urge people to do because that's where the real satisfaction in photography lies is, is finding your own little golden nuggets. I think and, that's why Woodlands become that for me because that is quite like 
chaotic and it becomes your own. Mm. And and like the the key thing is the conditions and when you're there that you can go twenty times in a year and every time is different and yeah. unique, yeah, a bit absolutely. special. Like, you only need to step two two three meters to one side, it's I, changed. Yeah. Yeah, I've kicked myself a few times because do you ever do this on a video when you're editing and you watch it back and you go, oh, look at that there to my left. Yeah, all <laughs> I, the mi- time. I missed all the it. Time. All the time. But yeah, what, what that little what that little Canon camera sees is, is, yeah. is mind-boggling sometimes. I walk, I set I set up walkthrough shots and I think, look yeah, at that. Look at that. There was one you did in this one where the the it was the path was leading you into where you were stood talking i can't remember which video was it last couple of what couple ago and i was watching it thinking that's a shot that that's that's a shot and you only did a piece to camera on it and i, and I kept thinking oh and then you walked off and then yeah. i thought i thought that's <clears throat> that's what i'm <laughs> I, I do sometimes think that that 16 by 9 crop yeah it's like a slight cinematic feel to it yeah um I think it, it helps with compositions. Um, and I think that's sometimes why they, they look as good as they do is because it's in that. 16 by nine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a cheating aspect ratio that I'm finding. I'm loving that letterbox and that and 16 by nine a lot. I, I use, I, I use my vlogging camera sometimes to when I don't use the artist viewfinder. Yeah. The camera's switched on my little G7X. I'll, look, I'll, I'll, I'll try things with that. Have a look. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have a look with that because I often find things quickly with that as well. I'll see, yeah. I'll, I'll have an idea and I'll, I'll very quickly just try, just try it. But sometimes if, if, I'm, if, I, if, there's, if I'm not coming across anything, I'll just whip, whip it around um, the trees and the woods and just see if anything just lines up nicely. Um, well, well, Simon, I had all these questions. <laughs> you've, not, you've not asked me any of them. I've asked a few, but do you know what? I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered at all. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> That's me throwing the questions away. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it here because we've been going for nearly an hour and ten minutes. Can oui. you believe that? Really? And it's been brilliant. I'd like to have you back. I, were, I weren't even watching clock. No, I, I've just looked. So when when we were saying that, then I went for pick my questions up and I looked and I thought. Jeez, well, because it tells you up at corner here on Zoom. Not that anyone will ever. I dread to think what it's going to sound like because I think I think we've just been waff- I think I've just been waffling on going off no. going off on a tangent half of no, the time. No, that no, it's just that's per- perfect, isn't it, folks? This is what they want to hear. This <laughs> this is this is real. This is the business. This is how it. It's for me. This is what it's all about. It's just hearing what you've had to say for an hour has been fantastic. I'm um, amazed I managed to talk for an hour. <laughs> so I, 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 I often say I have nothing to tell anybody. Yeah, well, you have. You've. Lo- I'm, I want you back on. We're, we're going right. to have to do it again. But it'd be nice for me out in the field and yeah, uh, and do it. Not. Yeah, I'm, I'm off. To, I'm off to the lakes tomorrow. You're not there. Oh, yeah. oh you're kidding? No, I'm at no. bloody work. I'm Where are you going? Well. I was hoping you might just tell me somewhere I might want to go, but I don't, I don't want to have an environmental impact and go where you... Johnny's might. Woods Johnny's Woods and Borrowdale and up Bold, Boulder Stones has been impressive. And send I'm me, going... Send me, send me a link and I'll... I will. 
and I'll have a look. Might Silver, have a look tomorrow. Silver Butcher turning and leaves it. Oh, it's very nice. It'll be good. That's just what I could do very with nice. tomorrow. Something, something new. I'm, I'm going a bit further afield because I'm, uh, I'm yeah. ready for somewhere a bit different. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast today with me and Simon Booth. It was an absolute pleasure to spend some time talking with Simon. So knowledgeable. I've introduced a subscription to the podcast. Don't worry, all the episodes are free and you can still keep listening. I was going to turn them into subscription-based podcasts, but I think that's a bit sly, devious and a money-grabbing swine. So why don't you support me anyway and drop me the price of half a cider or a cup of tea by going to the first episode. Click on that and subscribe. Any help is very, very appreciated. All the listens, all the comments and all the feedback I've received so far. Thank you so much. And until the next episode, well, there's only one thing left to say. And that's... Sit there!